0: you <music>
1: brilliant minds and looking at the world around them. How do they 360 themselves and 360 the world? Jamie Neal, the host, asked many questions about their mindset and how they fundamentally operate their world and the world around them. Here at 360 Yourself, we are very proud and honoured to be partnered with General Assembly. We embrace this with open arms to a new adventure. General Assembly is a global tech education company focused on the most in-demand areas today. So that's anything from UX, digital marketing, coding, data science, data analytics to travel writing and ethics. Our slash their main goal is to get you where you want to be. You can find out more about them at ga.co online or across all socials at ga London. We also encourage you to please rate and comment about us on Apple Podcasts. If you do enjoy what we bring to your ears, we'd love to hear about it. We're supported by General Assembly, and that's right, you can get a 25% discount for their services. Promo code is 360yourself25. The code will be valid up to £75 off any one of their classes, workshops and boot camps and is valid until the 31st, 08, 2021 and it's not applicable to GA's full-time, part-time or online circuit courses. Full T's and C's apply. Hello and welcome back to 360 Yourself. I hope you're having a good morning, good afternoon, good evening wherever you are in the world. Welcome back. So it's just turned uh, the April, I think it is. Well, I don't don't even know. Time is one of these things that is just ever flowing, isn't it? You never know. At this moment in time, we're still in lockdown, so I never know what day it is or what time it is. Um, But something that I do know is time is one of those things where it's priceless, isn't it? Like we always say, I wish I had more time. And so someone recommended me a really good book called The 5am Club, uh, by Robin Shamar, and I really, really loved it and so this is one of the little quotes from it: "If time is money and health is wealth, then the five a m club is definitely worth joining. Not only did I have more time and space to get through my daily to do list, but I was so much more productive than usual. I think this is like a review uh from someone uh re- reading the book and i and I read this beforehand, and I was like I do need more time in the day. I want more time to do uh, my meditation. I want more time to go for walks. I want more time just to have more myself because I would get up at like, not crazy like late, but I'd get up at like eight, maybe eight thirty, nine o'clock and start my day and probably would go until four, five, sometimes six, sometimes eight, generally not. I try not to let my evenings go that far. But if I get up earlier, I get most things done a lot of people are in the office by nine, they probably start responding to emails, maybe nine thirty, ten o'clock. So by that time I've already done five hours work. And then I could then probably from like eleven till twelve to one, this is my thought process, that I can start emailing back and responding to those emails that were sent in the morning. But then maybe by two o'clock, three o'clock I've done for the day um and it's been it's been working really really well and also doing the other stuff so you know the things you keep putting off going yeah i'll get back to that or i want to write a book or whatever it is and you just go yeah i'll, I'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and then suddenly you haven't got the time and then the days you want to be resting you're just like, a bit tired to do it so yeah i just think i, just, I really recommend this book basically the 5am club if you need more time in your life please read this this is a really really great, really great book so um i want to introduce you to a guest she played fig in the Netflix comedy-drama series Orange is the New Black, and I'm a massive fan of the series. Her name is Aisha Rayner, and she won a Screen Actors Guild Award for her role, and I'm really, really excited to talk to her about her journey and about mindfulness and the way she sees her life, and it just was, I, I really loved it. I mean, she is literally just a ray of sunshine. So I want you to introduce you to Aisha. Hey, Alicia, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, how are you? Thrilled to be here.
1: Good, good, good. So whereabouts are you in the world? Because I chat to everyone about where they're on the world because obviously we've got COVID and most yep. people aren't even where they're meant to be. They've kind of migrated to different <laughs> places. So whereabouts are you?
0: So at this moment in time, I am uh, zooming in from a brownstone in Harlem, which is my primary home. I was just in Atlanta shooting during my first uh, COVID job, um, mm-hmm. which was a, a really different experience. Mm-hmm. And before that, I was in Fire Island from March till October. Wow. Um, that's where we did most of our COVID experience.
1: And so traveling to these places have you felt like a massive shift because in the uk most of the kind of procedures and lockdowns and restrictions are pretty much across this it's the same thing across the uk but in, in america it's so different like in miami it's so normal at the moment
0: so different um so when we you know when the lockdown first happened we went to fire island which uh was a really extraordinary place to live during the lockdown because at the time in, in March, nobody really, it's very few people live there. Mm -hmm. So, uh, there's no store in our, in our community. We had to take a boat to to get supplies. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so funny because I really believe in sort of our visions of the world. And I remember as a small child loving the book's Little House on the Prairie mm-hmm. and thinking, I want to live like that. And that family had no one around them and they really just lived off the land and thinking, well, in our modern world, there's no way I'll ever live like that. And yeah. yet it was my dream come true without even mm. ever anticipating it. Um, mm. So that was a very, very, very unique experience. Um, Fire Island, for those of you who don't know, is off the coast of Long Island. There are no cars on the island. And it's very, very small. It's one mile at its widest and 10 miles long. And um, different communities are very different. Our little community called Air has one store that did not open till like June, July this year. So wow, truly... It, the great thing was we felt so safe because we were deeply, deeply, deeply.
1: Oh, I think I've lost you. Oh, dear. Huh. No. Yeah, you're back now. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I lost yeah. you. Sorry, carry on. I, I, heard about, I heard about the small community. Carry on.
0: Okay. So yeah, we, there's no cars on the island. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no store in our community. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it was incredibly safe. Yeah,
1: um, I'm sure, I'm there, sure. They, so why,
0: so flooded, Really. Um, my but, question
1: is why there's no cars though? Do you, do you just don't, don't need it? Cause you can walk everywhere.
0: Yeah. It's everyone walks <sighs> or bikes. Um And it's, it's a magical, magical place place it feels like you're going back in time and I've been going there since I was about five years old so it's really wonderful my daughter's been going since she was six months old Um, and it's a very very magical special place and it it was sort of perfect for this time because it did feel incredibly safe and I like to call um, this time, and I can't remember her, who first said it, so I did not coin this phrase, the meditation retreat that none of us signed up for.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, what a great, great and, little thing.
0: <laughs> right? It's a meditation retreat. And I'm like, if you're going to give me a free meditation retreat, I'm going to go there.
1: Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Did, did you not, like, use your phones then and stuff? Did you kind of limit yourself then and, and really kind of delve into your, that I part did, of the mindset? I
0: tried to really like be in nature and we went to the beach every single day we went on long long walks every single day I meditated we my husband and I did a yoga challenge like a 30-day yoga challenge that we ended up doing for our entire time there of every day doing at least 10 minutes of yoga um, imperfectly Great. of course I can't say like every single day I don't, <laughs> I don't believe in perfection in fact on my husband's wrist he has a tattoo that says there is no perfect um
1: which is very very true there isn't anything there's no such thing as perfect in this world
0: we we get into new habits so i feel Mm. like one of the beautiful things about this time is the ability to look at our old habits and what worked and what didn't and Mm. pick up ones you
1: know yeah it's so true isn't it because we always picking i mean i was talking to someone today about habits like We always find habits like everyone at the moment is like waking up from their bed, jumping to the computers and then having food and then going to bed and then not really, especially in the UK, not really having that balance. And because we always want to fall into these sort of habitual patterns. And sometimes you just need to break them to have that spontaneity because it's not great for your your mindset to be continuously doing the same thing every single day.
0: Absolutely. And I mean... Speaking of meditation, I try and start my day now every day with meditation before I pick up any technology Um, Mm. and I end my day with a meditation. Um, I tend to, when I'm starting to brush my teeth and, uh, you know, do my, do my face massage and roll, you know, like, you know, like how you roll your body to stretch out your body. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I try and listen to very peaceful sort of podcasts I love listening to Tara Brock I love there's a lot of sort of quiet zen meditative spiritual folks that I love to Mm. listen to sort of calm my nervous system and bring Mm. me to a place of peace before sleep
1: yeah it's really important though I think even if you do like 10-15 minutes just in the morning which I mean out of the whole day 10-15 minutes is It's not a lot. And I made sure that within my routine, I would, same as you, I wouldn't touch any technology. I'd wake up, I do this whole thing where I kind of grab the air, I bring it down. And I, and I recite in my brain, happiness is a choice. And I do it every (laughs) single morning by my bed. And it's something, it is true though. Like, I think there's a difference between uh, being content and happiness because happiness comes and goes but content is like where you are in this moment in time and what you're doing but yeah. happiness is like a kind of like a kind of roller coaster and it's okay because you're not always going to be happy all the time but you can make yourself feel happy by choosing to be happy um and it's a very simple thing my dad used to say he just it's all about the mind and he's a very simple man and i always remember that
0: i love that i yeah. love, love that you know so it's also the learning like what makes you happy, for example. And sometimes yeah. you have to go through, as you were saying, that like roller coaster. For example, today, like my two, I have two bedside drawers. Like one has a lot of stuff for read it, like spiritual reading, and one has like my journals and like the supplements I take before bed and like the CBD cream in case my back hurts. You know, right? Yeah. So, yeah. It was a mess. It was like I hadn't cleaned out those drawers in a couple of years, maybe.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: this morning I was just like, okay, I'm done with this being a mess. It's now causing me emotional pain. And it was really not fun cleaning out those drawers. Like it is so not fun taking everything out, like cleaning out the drawers, washing the drawers. But then the feeling of putting it all back, throwing out everything that doesn't work for me anymore, that's not useful mm. for me anymore. Putting like some things in storage of like the old journals that I, I don't really look at right now. Mm. And then opening the drawers and them being all neat and like inviting, <laughs> yeah. inviting for, for the sure.
1: energy, you it's know? like it's sure. Cl- it's like cleansing your soul yeah. and your energy. I mean, I, I think we did this as well over lockdown that we got rid of all like, my childhood, like uh, math books and stuff, things, and but there's some things that we kept, like drawings and like some journals and stuff. But most of it we got rid of because my parents kind of want to move away um, eventually, maybe like two, three years time from the house that I'm currently sitting in. Um, but it is it, so great. It's that like the Murray Condo, isn't it, from Netflix about cleansing. And I've got I've got eighty percent of my uh, stuff in storage since for a whole year now, and I've. Re- mm-hmm. I've I've looked at my life going I've lived with my life for 20% so and I haven't missed any, uh, any of the 80% so I'm like going do I really need that 80% in my life not really I
0: do relate really well when I was in Atlanta you know I believe in carry-on only when I travel so I was only like I had one 100th one of my wardrobe you know I had like one mm. tiny carry-on and I was there for two months and I, you know what? I didn't miss my clothes. Like that's the that's the other thing about this time is occasionally it's super fun to get dressed up, but if you have your favorite few pieces, that's really all you need, you know?
1: Really? Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But, but so before like COVID happened, you were traveling a lot. And obviously I, I want to state the obvious that obviously you were brilliant in um, Orange is the New Black as Fig. Um, so because you've had a really amazing career and, and played some really good, iconic roles and obviously Orange, Orange is the New, New Black was so famous. Um, before, so before COVID, when you're obviously traveling around and shooting things, um, how did you kind of navigate through your life? Are you very much, uh, are you very much like a home sort of person? Or are you very capable of like picking up your life and going, okay, I'm going to be there for two months or three months and be able to kind of zone in on that community in that space?
0: Um, i I would say before I had my daughter, um, I uh, I could I could really go anywhere
2: mm-hmm. and I
0: wouldn't, it wouldn't you know it wouldn't bother me to be away. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but then when once I had her, I've been extraordinarily fortunate because Aaron shot in New York City for seven seasons and now I'm on better things which is in LA for five seasons and my Mm -hmm. husband a bunch of shows in LA so we've been pretty much LA and New York and we have two homes and we're very 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 lucky to be able to even say that and um so we but you know that's the incredible thing about like I can get on a plane to LA with nothing, not even, I have a toothbrush there. You know, I have everything I need in LA, Yeah, um, which is amazing. The time right before COVID, ironically, I was just shooting a movie in Indiana and then I was doing a project in Chicago. And then I was um, doing a off-Broadway show in New York like when everything, and I was about to go to Toronto mm-hmm. to shoot another show and then everything shut down. So yes, I was traveling extraordinarily. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge about this job in Atlanta was it was the first time David and I, when we, we've we been together a very long time and we have a two week rule that wherever either of us is, you know, I've shot in London, he's shot in London. Um, we've worked all over the world really. And we usually, every two weeks, someone goes to find the other person. Um, And usually we try and go where the kid is. Um, And this was the first time we couldn't do that because it wasn't safe and it wasn't, you know, I was willing to travel to do a job and I I traveled incredibly safely and, Mm I was working for a company, I was working for Marvel, and they handled COVID protocols and health and safety extraordinarily.
1: Oh no, we've lost you again. Oh dear, the signal. I am sure you'd have come back. You'll come back. You will come back.
0: And so that, oh, did I lose you again? Yeah,
1: slightly. <laughs> I was like, oh, we've lost you. Sorry, carry on. Go, go from where you just left off. Sorry.
0: So I, it, it felt very safe for me to travel because mm. Marvel was doing had so many safety precautions, but it it didn't feel safe to travel home every weekend. You know, mm, it mm. would have done.
1: Yeah. So but working for like a big company like Marvel and like those sort of like Disney and, and yeah. all that sort of thing, I'm assuming because there's so much money at stake, they really, really are protective. Like, they
0: do. They're yeah. incredible. They're incredible. And they don't want you going home every weekend for that reason. You know,
1: yeah.
0: You're, I didn't want to go home because that's not only putting myself at risk, but putting my entire cast at risk. You know? Exactly, like, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, diff- it's difficult, isn't it? Like, so w- did you make that pack when you first kind of, we're together, it was like, I'm going to be, we're going to yeah. be flying to each other every two weeks because that's so romantic. And it's so difficult in this moment in time where like, especially with your, with your schedule, I'm sure it's very busy, but having that commitment going, we need to see each other every two weeks, wherever we are in the world, we'll connect. Yeah. And I think it's so rom- <laughs> so romantic.
0: Well, uh, uh, we found early, early on that it was just necessary. Like we tried not doing it I feel like when we were in our early, early 20s and it failed miserably, you know, Mm. Um, I met David when I, like before I was even legal. Um, So we tried not doing that and it did not work. And more, especially like back in the day before there was FaceTime and Mm. Zoom, you know, and- Um, And that's one thing that's been extraordinary during this time is like we would have zoom dinner or zoom breakfast every day like we would have some zoom meal together every Mm. day. um, Mm. To feel connected which uh, you know we've learned to do during this time. Um, But. Yeah, we, it is quite romantic. And I'm so grateful to say I still feel romantic about
1: my husband
0: after all these years.
1: Yeah, how long has it been now then, being together? I don't even, I've, been, I've never, I don't count. I'm like, he's <laughs> just my
0: guy. He's just my guy forever. And I. that's the other thing on a romantic level. It's like, um one of my friends, again, when we were in our twenties, uh, had this thing where she and her boyfriend would recommit to each other every week. Mm -hmm. Like every week they would, uh, every Sunday, they would be like, okay, are we going to stay together another week? And I that of like putting it on the table, like, Hey, are we staying? And, um, and I think that's part of why I don't like count how many years we've been together or anything because I mm. kind of want it to stay very fresh and very new and very like okay every week we commit every day every yeah, day yeah we wake up like okay are you still my person are you still, like are we gonna commit to this are we gonna do the work for this because it mm. you know my husband and my child bring me outrageous joy but it it is work to be honest and communicative and have a really deep intimate amazing relationship it doesn't happen magically
1: no and i think i i talk to a lot of people about relationships at this moment in time where like we're so used to having so many options at this moment and like you swiping and all that sort of thing in instagram and stuff and it it we we sort of like want it like even with success the young people, people who are in their early, early twenties want it like instantly. And the same thing for love and relation. You want it sort of instantly, like you want a 30 relationship within a year and you like, you can't have that. It's not possible.
0: No, no. Um, oh, it's funny. Uh, on our honeymoon, we had this fight, uh, and, and really the fight was we both wanted so badly to make the other person happy that we were putting aside our own needs. You know, it's sort of mm-hmm. gift of jai fight
1: yeah i know this
0: you can still get into that fight and we we had the same fight yesterday and um and we were trying to teach our daughter about it it's like this is this fight and we call it the honeymoon fight mm-hmm. and i'll never forget like that night on our honeymoon and and it was about the stupidest thing. It was like he thought I wanted to go out for sushi, but I really didn't want to go to the sushi place because it was so overpriced, and we were twenty six, you know, mm-hmm. and I, or I was twenty six,
1: mm-hmm. and I was
0: like, I'm not, I can't, I, I, like the idea of a sushi dinner that was that much money was I couldn't stomach, <laughs> like it made yeah. me think of my stomach, um, <laughs> and he really wanted to take me and like spend all the, and he wanted to make me happy, and I wanted to make him happy. And we but just, you're both
1: coming at different angles and making sure yeah, each other yeah. happy. Yeah. And
0: that's the honeymoon fight. And we can still get into that. And we were trying to explain that to live. It's like, even if you love each other so much and you're just trying to make each other happy, it can mm. become quite if you, if you, you know, fall into certain traps.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it must, it must be so lovely to have a partner for so long that you can see their growth. And when you're having sort an off day, you might be feeling anxious about a certain role or something because Within oh. the acting world, there is so much kind of uncertainty because you're always so, I mean, I couldn't be an actor where you're like always putting yourself on the line emotionally for these new roles, um, all this sort of thing. And it's so crazy that um, you have that, but then you have the the partnership to, to kind of feed off and to kind of give you that energy.
0: Totally. Um, it's funny because when I met David, I, um, my parents had met very young and got divorced. So I had made three rules for myself. I was not going to marry young. I was not going to marry an actor because actors are crazy and narcissistic. And, um, and I was not going to marry someone broke. Like I was going to wait till I had my own money and they had their own money. Mm-hmm. And when I met David, I was under 30, which I was like, that was the role. I was going to be over 30 when I met my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, he was an actor, and um, not only were we both broke, but he was like in massive debt. Um,
1: (laughs) Off to a very good start.
0: (laughs) So I broke all of my roles, um, and thank God, it worked out pretty well.
1: Mm, mm. And so I would love to know that from, because we're talking about kind of 360 and about how you look at yourself and how you look at the world around you. You must have, from being an actor, you must have some sort of anxiety at certain points. How do you look at yourself and go, "What are my triggers, and how do I fit? How do I manage them when I'm feeling a bit uneasy about a role, or when I when something might be coming out, or there must be so many, so many kind of triggers that happen in your in your industry."
0: It's it's funny you ask that because I was talking earlier about like going through those drawers and I found. I found some journals and some like work that I was doing 12 years ago on these issues. You know, um, I will say David had success before me. Um, And when I was, I guess I booked my like first big pilot when I was 26, I actually shot it in London. Um, But before, like, my early career was not what I anticipated it would be. Mm-hmm. And his went a lot faster maybe cause he's a guy, maybe, we would tease sometimes that I was sort of like caviar and he was like peanut butter and jelly. And everybody likes peanut butter and jelly, but caviar is an acquired taste. Like it's super delicious and like rich and creamy and like Mm. very valuable, Mm. but not everybody likes it. Where Everybody likes peanut butter and jelly. So he had a lot more early success and Mm. I had this time to build this extraordinary tool set of, how do you love yourself, and how do you care for yourself when you are not achieving anything? When you are achieving absolutely zero, and you're make taking massive action and getting zero, what feels like zero results? Mm-hmm. So I learned, you know, incredible tools like meditation. Like I was in an artist's way group. Um, like doing like i'm looking right now at um a vision board you know all oh, the
1: music to my ears revision yeah. boards oh, yeah. you
0: can see you can see
1: <laughs> i'd love to see. oh yes i i stress <laughs> so to people so much to do vision boards i think it's so, so valuable fun.
0: it's so fun and i so i learned how to do all this stuff and i did yoga and i like how do you, I did therapy. I did everything. I did so much to learn. And I was honestly, I struggled with depression and I, I learned how to have a really strong self. And I, I am so grateful for that time now Mm. because I have those tools for life. Mm. And I can teach my daughter at 12 of those tools. We, you know, yeah. a lot of this COVID time, we would go on these long walks and I would talk about that toolkit mm. and all of the tools that I use to be happy, as you said, mm. because happiness is a choice. And yeah. I think as an artist, so much of the time you're taught that artists are miserable, that like you're only...
1: Or you need like, to suffer to, to be a great artist. Exactly, the, that, that first exactly. one.
0: Exactly. The suffering artist is such an old, old, old archetype.
1: Yeah. That
0: we're taught. Um,
1: yeah. There, there, is, there is a podcast with Halsey, and she uh, going on this, and she basically said, "It's funny when I do a really sad song, it goes to number one, but when I do a really happy one, it doesn't really work." And it's the wow. same. And it's the same thing with like Adele. Uh, Liz Capaldry all the big kind of like albums they've done are all really sad songs and people are like oh I can relate to them but when you do a happy song why can't they relate to them as as well as a sad song
0: Billie Eilish I mean it's like it's very true it's, it's, it's very, weird pretty, isn't it unfortunate and it's not you know it's not what I listen to like I love listening to and especially especially also curating for my kid when I could now she curates
1: her own music but mm-hmm. like
0: it was about firework and it was about shake it off you know yeah, and it was-
1: that's me like shaking off that song I i'm like it.
0: i'm a huge indie re fan because it's like this spiritual experience mm. um so i'm always looking at how do i curate my life to choose happiness you know yeah. for example when I, if i'm auditioning for something i don't think about like oh If I don't get it, oh, like uh, that's a rejection. I try and think about, oh, all of the people that I met um, doing this, all of the people who saw my work who perhaps would not have and saw me do a different, you know, it's Mm. an interesting thing when you play a role for seven years and people see you in such a specific way. So, oh, look, whether I get this job or not, it's the opportunity for people to see me, these people, these even these tiny, like this tiny amount of people who are mm. auditioning me to see me in a different way that they may not have.
2: Mm. And
0: then if, you know, let's say they want a blonde or they want a black woman for this job, um, great. They got to see a different piece of me.
1: Yeah, and but also it's, I, it's about just about, again, that that corny thing, it's about the journey and about the connections that you yeah. make. And like, totally. it's about, I think what you do is you put a, a positive spin on it. And it's like that whole saying, like, you're not, you don't say, I can't do it. You say, I can't do it yet. It's yeah. that yet that makes that positive spin. And I think people who have that sort of mentality, who know the tools, they can yeah. see the positive side rather than the negative side.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I, there's an expression I heard recently, which is, it all works out in the end and if mm. it hasn't worked out it's not the end
1: yeah i love that one isn't it it's really really but uh, something that you you spoke about just recently was the idea of like when you were auditioning and i think a lot of people are finding at the moment especially with lockdown that their life is not moving forward and you feel like you're not doing anything but actually by doing all the the new the like the brilliant nourishing stuff for your soul and your mind Is actually doing something and actually moving you forward, even if it's not in the direction of that the acting or the career thing, it is actually moving you forward in life because essentially you need to be a hundred percent of you to do your life and do you.
0: Totally. And there it's also been this time to look at uncomfortable things I wasn't willing to look at. It's like when you have all this time all of a sudden there's been so much fun and joy and like nourishing like yoga and meditation and vision boards and art. Like me and my daughter did so much art and like building furniture and painting furniture. We, we ate a lot of ice cream and we took the ice cream wrappers that say joy and (laughs) mosaic table. And so we have this joy table now, you know, like we did so much fun, joy art Mm. and there was also time to do some deep writing about some ugly dark parts of my soul that needed healing that before this time i was so busy i never had time to like go for some dark nights of the soul and look at some of the some of the old stories i tell myself even after all these years even after all these tools that I'm ready to not tell myself anymore. Like what are the Mm. old stories that I'm still telling myself? And that's what one thing I also love to talk about is like, what are your blind spots and how do you find friends or coaches or people in your life who help you find your blind spot and shine a light on it? You know, I started coaching during this time um, with a group called the handout group. And I had never, I was like, I'm doing great. Like I wasn't having problems, but I was like, again, if I have this time, I'm going to use this time to go deep in new ways. I'm going to use new tools. Um, And my coach, this woman, Lori Gerber is amazing. And she, she's really helped me see blind spots that I couldn't see that my husband didn't help me see that my mom couldn't help me see that my best friends couldn't help me see. And she Mm help me like shine some light on like oh look at that story you're telling yourself let's change that one mm. you know let's really go deep on that
1: and how did you not know because obviously when you're driving you're like a blind spot you can't really see it. it's between that and yeah. that but yeah. how did you know how do you know to shine a blind uh, to light on a blind spot if you don't know it's there or you know you potentially might I know think it's that's there.
0: why you do need outside help and that's why honestly you mean, know, i i love Lori, and i love this technique very much because they have it's like a it's like school like they have a curriculum you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which has these tools to help like help find your blind spots like that's mm-hmm. what they do that's their job wow. um and that's the cool thing i mean i feel like meditation does that to an extent but mm. their their technique is very fast you know it's a it's if you're an a type personality girl like me and you're like i want to find every blind spot that i haven't seen <laughs> me now.
1: too i'm yeah. an a person i remember my first therapy session ever in my life i think it was like five years ago and you know the whole a b situation yeah. you're, me- you're meant to be the b and the a the therapist is meant to be the a and right. i basically just took a hold of the session because i'm that a person because i'm like I, in my so- sort of social groups i'm like a leader i like yeah. get i like to get things done and then we finished the session she was like next time just don't rush just let me let me kind of guide you you're like i'm i'm basically you're the horse and you're going absolutely mental and i'm like i'm so sorry it's just my nature just to grab a hold of things and then go okay we're going on this journey then so oh no we've lost you again oh no i think you'll come back you'll definitely come back there we go you're back you're back
0: I was like, look, I, I just went to look at the internet, like, like. Did we use
1: <gasps> No, you're that? back. But yeah, it's, it's so funny about the A, B situation and I've become much more aware now when I'm being an A and when someone else is being a B, but when I need them to be an A and when I'm being a B.
0: Um, I'll give you a good one that I think you might enjoy, which is, wait, which stands for, why am I talking?
1: Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah why am I talking? Yeah, that's a really good one,
0: right? Like I'm, I, that's a, a real thing during this time, which is really tricky because I think we're alone so much so that when we are talking, we like want to talk all the time. <laughs> and we want to
1: talk, 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 talk. Yeah. It,
0: it's like really learning to listen and pause and ask like, why am I talking? And I think that's particularly important considering like during this past year, obviously the Black Lives Matter movement has become a huge piece of our cultural awareness and my personal awareness of my privilege and my personal awareness of white supremacy. And so I have a real commitment to trying to ask myself, especially in spaces with uh, anyone non, I mean, obviously black people, but anyone non-white, like, why am I talking? Mm. Why am I talking?
1: yeah and also is it also do you do is someone else better at talking than you are for that situation and i talk about a lot about this recently just uh, when we're talking about pitching it was some, some, something separate but pitching ideas to brands and i was like is it your story to tell like are you the best person for this pitch for instance and you can relate that to anything when you're talking on your platform going yes we can talk about such and such and such but is it really your place to talk about it? Are you the right person to talk about it? And there's certain issues that you can talk about and you can raise the voice of other people's on your platform, but it's going, there's some things I don't know if you should talk about or or say, or you should maybe invite someone else into your space to talk about, to talk it with them. Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. So I'd love love to know what, what do you, in terms of like, coming out of covid because obviously i don't know how far uh the us is in terms of vaccination what is yeah. your sort of like journey into like the future what have you what do you think you've learned from covid that you'll come out of and it, also exploring maybe different roles and that sort of thing as well like because you obviously well, you this experience might have just changed you a lot and it's changed a lot of people and it might have gone do I want to do the same with what I've previously done? Do I want to go into a different direction now? Like where's your headspace now?
0: Um, I would say for me.
1: Oh no, we've lost you again. Oh no, this signal, This signal is crazy.
0: I see you. Oh,
1: there you go. Okay. I see you. I hear oh. you now. Go, carry on. Sorry. Carry on.
0: I was saying for me, the, you know, as I look at everything, I love acting and I never want to stop acting. Like I want to act till the day I die and I love producing. Um, we haven't talked about that on, on this podcast, but I've produced two films, I um, My first film was called Equity and went to Sundance and got sold to Sony Picture Classics. And you Mm -hmm. can now see it on iTunes and Amazon. And then my second film was called Egg. Um, And that also went to the Tribeca Film Festival is 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you can also get that on iTunes Um, and uh, and was really big in the UK, actually. Uh, It's sort of, um, the second one was a in 2019 and that one was sort of a modern retelling of who's afraid of virginia wolf about right and motherhood um so i also had the time to really delve into producing a little bit more Mm. and developing and i've had an idea for a tv series for a long time and i finally took this time to write write it, you know, to write the pitch for it. And now I'm starting to pitch it, which is so exciting. Um, And a couple of other projects, I have one other film project and two other uh, producing projects. So I was able to delve into that. And then also, I think the biggest thing for me is taking the time to meditate and taking the time to draw and paint and play more. Like I Mm. just It's I'm allowed to play. I'm allowed to take time to play Mm. and less nights out. You know, I like one thing this, I was out probably at least four or five nights a week. Um, You know, I haven't missed it. And that, (laughs) you know, I think one night a week is great, you know, maybe two, but four or five nights a week is too much.
1: Um, mm, mm, mm. it's me yeah. too I just I'm absolutely enjoying I'm I, I spent most of my lockdown with my family yeah. Uh, and so I was I was in, in London and then I was in New York and all that sort of thing and traveling quite a lot and I've now been spending a lot of time in Devon and it's so beautiful to be with my family and I, I'm now I'm now quite anxious about going back into the real world about going oh god I've got to travel more potentially yeah. next year and stuff and and to go back into, I don't know, just going into meetings and stuff, it's going to be so strange not to do a Zoom call.
0: (laughs) I know, I, I, there's, there's a love for it, there's a Mm. love for having this extra time, you know, we made um, one room in the house a gym, and I spent so much, I actually love going to the gym for the, like, seeing people part of it, like, I Mm. love the, like there's so I have so many different communities like I have the community at my daughter's school and I have mm-hmm. the community at the gym and I have the like all my um my chorus like I love all of my little communities and all of the extraordinary humans that mm-hmm. are in all of them mm-hmm. the time saved when you don't have to go to the gym and you can like just go to the gym in the house is kind of yeah. incredible, you know? Yeah. The time saved of not having to run to auditions or meetings or anything oh. and just, it's all right here at home is yeah. so delightful. Like that, I will miss like that time that is was gifted to us all. We were mm. gifted with all the transportation time. Mm. And that's the time that, I've create, you know, like I can play more and I can meditate and I want to make sure that I keep on playing and meditating when I of have to travel more, of you know?
1: course. And so as we kind of close our, our episode, we do always do with our guests is this give back. And what I'd love to know is, oh no, can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Oh no. I think it's the signal. Oh no. This signal is going mental on our podcast. I don't know why. This is crazy. I think she'll come back. You'll pop back. Alicia, Alicia. You'll pop back. There you are, we're now there. I was saying, so we come back, we do this uh, give back to our audience. And I'd love to know something that's inspired you. It might be a mantra, it might be a painting, it might be a film, anything like that, you would give back to our audience that inspired you, that would inspire them.
0: Oh boy! Does it have to be one?
1: It can be no. Of course, someone <laughs> someone gave me five once one time, and I was like, absolutely, please okay. go ahead.
0: I'll say the things that are like I haven't thought about this. So, one of the things that I love, like a good mantra, is it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. And if it hasn't worked out, it's not the end. Um, that's that, like that's an easy one to pick up. Uh-huh. Another one um, that I love from an acting teacher ages ago is "shed your baggage." And by that, you know, every every time you walk into a meeting, if you walk in with these heavy bags, and you go like, "Here, hold my bags," like hold all of the things, all of the resentments that I've held on to my entire life. Hold them while we have this meeting. Mm nobody really wants to hold your baggage, you know? No. And so it's your job, it's my job to work on my own baggage. Like that's part of the work that I've done during this time. It's like, what, what am I still holding on to that mm. make hanging with me kind of uncomfortable because I'm asking you to hold my baggage, right? Mm, 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 um, so that's a, re- and that's part of that is find your blind spot. Find mm. your blind spot and be willing to shed light on them and find the people who will help you find your blind spots so that you can really heal them um, both for your own, really for your own happiness and freedom, but then also, so you're not asking somebody else to hold your bags. Um, Mm. Love that. Yeah, (laughs) and play more, play more. That's the last thing is go play, Mm. laugh, play more. Don't wait to play. Mm, um, one of so the, true. When, when I coach, one of the things I say a lot is don't wait, create, like, don't wait for someone to give you a job. Don't wait for someone to put you in a movie or a TV show or a play. Just make your own shit. Like, this this wait.
1: is I say this to so many people because the most the people who are successful the people who are out of the ordinary are the people who create the people like Vince the writer of like Breaking Bad he wrote yeah. that people like Sa- um, James Corden who wrote yeah. Gavin and Stacey like these are the people who go and do that like, if you produce your own stuff like if you want to do something and you're not and someone's not giving you opportunity to produce produce your own thing and then showcase yeah. your stuff
0: totally totally i so so i couldn't agree more like mm-hmm. I, I feel that on like a billion billion,
1: billion. i'm so glad we, we find that because i i absolutely radiate everything that you've just said so i want to say thank you so much for coming on 360 yourself it's yeah, been it absolutely impressive. so a pleasure a pleasure having you on and you're such a like a ray of light honestly <laughs> it's amazing and you could uh, people who are listening you can't really see but she is just like the light where she is is like like it's just it's just boom that's that's the sound i'm gonna use boom out there i love it thank
0: you such a pleasure truly truly um and please keep in
1: touch this is 360 yourself and i'm jamie Neal. thank you very much for taking a moment to listen to our wonderful guests Please subscribe to our podcast to access all our brilliant guest episodes. They are released every Sunday at 12pm. We are available on all listening platforms. Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Google Podcasts and Castro. You can also find us on Instagram at 360 underscore yourself. Twitter at yourself360 and our host at JamieNealJN. Thank you for listening.